Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren, and may they only share in Simachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Chaf Aleph. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Sam Dom in honor of the rabbi. To Skelimitzvot Sam. Today's daf is being studied in Unishmat Acham Baruch, Rafael Ben Miriam, and Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem, Tanichem Began Aiden, Amen. We are starting on Daf Chaf Amud Bet, and we are going to begin four lines from the bottom, starting with the words Vetakala. Just to review where we ended off yesterday. We said that there is a concern by uh, shemen, let's say, of terumah uh, that fell into shemen of chulin. Uh, there was a concern or discussion that you would not be able to leave it around for a while because we were concerned of takala. Let's go to the wine case better. You had, let's say, wine uh, in the barrel that was terumat tehora, and on the bottom barrel you had wine that was chulin, that was tamer, and if the wine fell into the wine, so now the concern was that we don't want you doing anything with that wine, because hakamim were concerned that uh, you might come to uh, use it or eat it or drink it, and therefore there's going to be a takala. There might be a, uh, a stumbling block that might come out of that. Uh, the way that she said was, We said that uh, one of the usages of wine is ziluf. You, know, you, sprinkle it, uh, you sprinkle it around to give the house a, a good smell. Uh, we said that only applies by old wine. It has a smell to it already. So he said that uh, we're talking about it was new wine in the barrel, and the concern was that the new wine is not worthy for uh, ziluf. So we said, no, but maybe uh, you'll just wait. If you wait it out, eventually new wine always becomes old wine. So they had to give it up and said, no, we were just to a takala, that you might come to eat it, and therefore uh, we're not, uh, we would not, we would not get to that to that stage. So the Gemara says. The takala atzma tanai. This concept itself of takala, do you suspect to a takala to a stumbling block that if you leave the tiruma around, you might come to eat it? That itself is subject to a mahlokat tanaim. The tanya we have a brighter. We begin. Habit shel yayin shel tiruma shenetmet. You have a barrel of tiruma that became tamet. Bet shemay omrim teshapech hevel. You should pour it out. In one shot, that she says, three lines on the bottom, teshapech hebel lashon havila, meaning in a bundle, kilomar teshapech yahat. The barrel is tamei. You got to pour it out in one shot. Velol zalef. Do not start sprinkling it around. Why? Dilma adzimale adim emezalef kale kale. They're gonna go slowly. You know, ziluf a little, a little at a time. Afidu bobayom atelimishteye. They might come to drink it. So therefore, Bet Shabbai says, Terumatim becomes uh, uh, invalid. Pour it out in one shot. Do not even sprinkle it uh, a, a little. Bet El says, no. You're able to use it for Ziluf. Amar Bishma'il, Bet Abiyo Ani Yachriya. So the Bishma'il comes along and says, I will make a... Uh, a, 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 a I will bow or tip the scales. It says, I will tip the scales. How? In the field, pour it out in one shot. But in the house, make ziluf. He makes peace between the opinions like. Now what's the difference? Rashi. Three lines at the bottom. 
בשדה תשפך חבל שאין מזלפים בשדה obviously it's not normal to make ziduf in the field you're not trying to make the field smell good ve'alo amrinan shibiena bebayit lezalefo da'adachia atebili detakala when it's in the field pour it out immediately and we're not going to say no wait till you bring it to your house and in your house you'll make ziduf no because from the field to the house we're concerned that it might lead to a takala because now it's going to take time till you transfer it from the field to the house therefore pour it out immediately However, in the house itself, where it's there ready, where all you got to do is just take the one and sprinkle it around. We're not worried about a takala, and therefore would be uh, permissible. So again, according to the way to be, Yishma'al uh, bin Yoseh learns the mahluk of Shema bin Talil, he holds that there is a concept of hashash for takala. Meaning, if the wine that was tiruma is in the field, so there there's a concern, pour it out immediately. Why? Because if we're going to allow the guy to bring it home to make ziluf in the interim, it can come that he's going to uh, come to eat it. Therefore, he says, pour it out immediately. But in the house, in such a small time, what do you mean? You have the tirumat temen. I said, I'll sprinkle it around, make a ziluf. I'm not worried about it in a small time like that that you'll come to uh, eat it and, uh, and use it. Good. That's the way to be shmebe to be yoseh. Learn the machloket. However, the Gemara says, Ika de Amre. Others have a different way of learning the Machloket. Ika de Amre, Bechadash, Teshapech, Hevel, Biyashan, Taase, Ziluf. That uh, they make the Hakra'a, uh, they make the, uh, the, the, uh, the balance or the, the, the tip the scales the following way. There's a difference between new wine and old wine. Now what's the difference? Behadash. If it's new wine, pour it immediately. Because new wine is not that we for ziluf. Therefore, pour it immediately. However, on old wine, ta'asi ziluf. Lashi, the bottom line. Vika de'amre, lishiya mu'etet, kiya minasade lebayit, lo chayshinan, ela behadash teshabek hebel. Which means, I'm not worried about the field to the house. The field to the house is not a concern that they might come to a takala. So he doesn't make the haluk this rubber between house and field. House and field are the same. So what's the what's the concern? What type of wine is it? Is it new wine? Is it old wine? If it's old wine, so then already you're able to make ziluf, make ziluf. If it's new wine, so now, uh, I'm sorry, if it's uh, new, yeah, it's new wine, does not say you have to make ziluf, therefore pour it out immediately. So comes the Gemara and says, Amru lo, en hachra'at shilishit machra'at. The Gemara says, your opinion is not a uh, balance between the two opinions of Bet Shemayim Bet it is considered a third opinion. Why? That's she. The third opinion is not a balance between the two opinions. It's not a compromise, we'll call it. It's a third opinion. Why? Which means, Shemayim Betel never discussed the issue of Takala or not. If you remember Shemayim's words, it was either you have to pour it out in one shot or make ziluf. That was the words of Betchamay Betelel. Continue Rashi. The Avu Amru Ache. If they would have said Betchamay Omim Ben Bebayit Ben Basade Hevel Teshapech. If they would have said, for example, Betchamay says you have to pour it out in one shot, whether you're in the field or whether you're in the house. Ubetelel Omim Ben Bebayit Ben Basade Tasin Ziluf. And Bittler would say the opposite, that whether it's in the house or the field, make ziluf. Then you're coming to, let's say, make a compromise. When it comes to the house, we'll follow Bittler, that what? Make ziluf. And in the, in the field, we'll go like Bittler. That's considered a compromise. Meaning you're taking uh, one opinion on Bittler, you're taking another opinion of but now that in their opinions of they did not mention house or field as part of their shita, 
must be that Betelel and Betchamai have a different understanding of this Mahloket. Velabishum Takala. So they do with Takala, which means once already you're telling me that Betelel and Betchamai did not differentiate between Bayit and Sadeh. If they would have entered that into the Mahloket, that what? That Betchamai would have said, whether it's in the field or whether it's in the uh, uh, Bayit, pour it out in one shot. And Betelel would have said what? Whether it's in the Bayit or whether it's in the field. Ziluv, and to that you came along and made a haklaa. I then I understand the machloket is in what takala or not. However, <coughs> since they didn't say that, obviously, but Chaman Betilah's argument is on something else, and you're coming along and introducing a third opinion. So now it comes out we have two ways of learning the machloket between Bet Shammai and Bet The first rabbi was who. The first rabbi was Rabbi Ishmael ibn Rabbi Yoseh. Right? He said, Ani The first rabbi, he clearly said, There is this machloket between Bet Shemai and Bet where one says, Pour it out immediately, and one says, Make ziluf. I'll make the halut very simply. I'll make the compromise. One was talking about in the field, and one was talking about in the house. Oh, now, once you explain that one was talking about in the field, one was talking about in the house, What's the machloket? What's, what's, what's the issue over here? Takala, which means in the field you're concerned what? Don't bring it home, and in that interim you might come to drink it. So pour it out immediately in one shot, or not even uh, uh, you know take any time. In the house, well you're in the house already. What are you worried about? Just to sprinkle it around? So in the small interim you're going to sprinkle it around. I'm not worried about takala. So again, according to Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Yosef, he's learning the issue is a takala issue. However, according to the second rabbi. Uh, which would be the Ika the Ika de Amri? Yeah, well, the Ika de Amri. Yeah, yeah, in the Ika de Amri, in, 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 in the second uh, version. Okay, so way the Gemara says that the differences between uh, n- uh, new wine and uh, old wine, right? The Ika de Amri said. The Ika Damri was what? The Hadash Teshapech, the new wine. Poured out in one shot. And in the uh, old wine, that already you're able to make uh, Ziluf. So to that, on that second version, they told him, oh, uh, now you're introducing already a, a, a third a third opinion. Gemara said, "In hakra'a shilishit machra'at." This is not considered a hakra'a. It's considered a third opinion. Meaning, uh, since Bet Shemay and Bet did not mention in their opinions that they're concerned about takala, they didn't speak it out uh, clearly. Which means, if they would have spoken out uh, house and uh, field and all that stuff, then already you know the issue is takala. But from the fact that they didn't, it's not a house and field issue, so now already means they already must be betchemai betelel. Their argument between pouring it out in one shot or making ziluf, that's already a different mahloket, not related to uh, uh, takala. And therefore, you see that the issue of takala is indeed a mahloket tanaim. Between the two ways, uh, how to learn Betchamai and Betelel. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina, Machloket, or now we go further. Machloket, Shinafla Lepachot Memeah, Seacholin Temeim. This Machloket, if you remember, we learned yesterday between the Bidah and the Bioshua, that we have the top Teruma and it falls into the bottom Cholin Temeim. Where Rabbi Eliezer said, you can never take a Tameh Keli and catch the Tiruma, because you cannot be with Tameh Tiruma Beyadayim. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua said, no, if you don't have a Tahor Keli, you can take a Tameh Keli and catch the Tiruma Tehora. So you can even be with Tameh Beyadayim. And we explain the logic, because you can have Hifsid of Cholin, because if you're because if you let it fall in, it's going to ruin the cholin. Because now the turumat tima falls into the cholin, yeah. then the cholin becomes unedible, yeah. right? So therefore, he allowed you to go catch. The Gemara says that machloket was said only machloket shenafla lefachot memea sea cholin temein. Ah, this was only said where it fell to less than a hundred cholin. 
אבל נפלה למאה חולין תמאין, דברי הכל תרד ותטמא. But if you have a hundred holin on the bottom or more, everybody will say, let it fall in. Why? Because we have a rule that a hundred times holin is able to mevatel one part of terumah. So therefore, if terumah falls into a hundred, one part terumah into a hundred parts of holin, what's the deen of the holin? The holin is mutar. Even a zar, even a, 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 a non-kohen, let's say, would be able to eat this item. It's not considered tirumah anymore. It's considered what? A holin mixture, because the holin became batel. So what was Rabbi Yosho's whole logic? Oh, you're ruining the holin. Since you're ruining the holin, I go catch it even with a keli that is tamir. But if you're not ruining the holin, meaning if you have a substantial amount of holin on the bottom where it's going to become batel, so even Rabbi Yosho will agree, let it go. There's no, uh, there's no issue. Look at that she. Mahloket, Rabbi Yehazer Rabbi Yeshua, Shenafla lefachot memeacholin temein. We found less than a hundred. She is begat the tachtula pachot memeacholin. You have less than a hundred in the bottom. Temein the entruma betelabaim. Right? The truma is not betelinit. Upasde legamre. And now it becomes totally hefsed. Which means when you have truma less than a hundred, you can't eat it. לתרומת צריך אחד ומאה לבטלה. אבל היו בתחתונה מאה חולים, ואתה יודע, זה יחנג'ו חולים על המערם. מאה חביות כמו זו של תרומה, מיני יחנג'ו טיימס, ואתה יודע, אתה יודע, אתה יודע, אתה יודע, אתה יודע, אתה יודע, on the bottom, the Vriakolo Yitamenu Biyado Il Velo Pas Dehonin, the Truma Ola Bahem, because the Truma becomes Batel in it. The Hazu Bimet Tumah, Kedemi Karal Lezar. Currently, it will be Tameh. That, that's not the argument. It's Tameh, but what? Azar, not Kohen, you can eat, or, or Kohen even, who's, uh, you know, Tameh, can eat uh, that, uh, that mixture as well. Tanya Namechim, I have a bright tattoo to support this. Habit Shinishbera Begat Aliona, you have a barrel that broke in the upper. Upper vat, the tachtea meacholin temein. Oh, and under it you have a hundred holin temein. Moder be the ezel, let be Yoshua. The be the ezel will agree to the be Yoshua that what shimiachol yatzil memena deviit betaura yatzil. That if you could save it with a tahor keli, save it. But if you don't have to keli, tered v'titma. Let it go down into the hundred and let it become tameh. Why? Again, because it's batel. There's no if said. But don't be it to yad. Now, the strange part over here is, because the Gemara says over here in this Braita, the B'li'ezer agrees to the B'yoshua in this case. Now really, the way we're understanding it, it should be the opposite. It should say the B'yoshua, who normally says you can use a keli that's tameh, in this case where you have a hundred, he's more dead to the B'li'ezer, that you can't. So the Gemara asked that question. Hai more dead to the B'li'ezer B'yoshua? More dead to the B'yoshua than the B'li'ezer M'v'ayleh. Which is, if you're discussing the case of where it fell into a hundred, Right? Where you're telling me everybody agrees that let it fall in, that don't bring a keli that's tameh. That means the Yoshua in this case is more there to that you cannot bring a keli that it is tameh in that case because let it just go in and you have bitul. So the Gemara says you're right. Amar Abba Ipuch. flip it. Say, in a case where you have a hundred on the bottom, that what indeed will become batel, uh, and therefore do not save it with a keli that is tamer. You might make a switch. No, don't switch it around. What are we discussing over here? Let's say you have a keli, that the inside of the keli is tahor, and the outside of the keli is Tameh. You have a keli like that. The keli only became Tameh from the back, but it did not impact the inside. Now, is that keli considered Tahor or not? Well, the Hidush is that in that case, Rabbi Li'ezer will agree to Rabbi Yoshua. Because if you remember, Rabbi Li'ezer Shittah, you can only use a Tahor keli. In the case we have less than a hundred, where Rabbi Li'ezer demands that has to be a Tahor Keli, right? 
In that case, Rabbi Le'ezer will be more dead than if the keli is only down on the inside and not the outside, you could use it in order to save the tenuma. Uh, uh, what's the hadush? The keli is tahor. Says, I would have thought, what's Rabbi Le'ezer's concern? The reason why he does not use a Tameh Keli is because he doesn't want you to make Tameh Terumah, Tehora. So I might have said that maybe in a case where the back of the Keli is Tameh, he won't let you use that either. Because maybe as you're trying to catch it, some of the Terumah will hit the back of the Keli and they will become Tameh. Kamash Ma'lan? No. As long as the inside of the Keli is Tahor, Rabbi Le'ezri Modeh to Rabbi Yoshua. So according to that learning, you don't have to make an Ipuch. You could learn the Braita. As was said, and the, the case was referring to where you don't have a hundred. Where you don't have a hundred, where then you need, according to the Bidah, this has to be a Tahor Keli, meaning you can only catch it with a Tahor Keli, right? So in that case over there, that if it was a type of Keli that had on the inside and not on the outside, use it. It's okay. Uh, what's the Hadush? The Hadush is that I don't go there, that the Turumah is going to touch the back. Look at the last Rashi of the Perek. Bekli shetokho tahor, vegabo tameh. Vehai modeh, this modeh, lav asefaka eh. It wasn't going on the case where you had a hundred. Ela aresha. It's going on the first case. We didn't have a hundred. Dekhtani im yachol natsil rivayit betahara. Yatsil. Everybody would agree. If you could save with tahara, it was less than a hundred. Go on. You can use this type of candy, why? She says, what type of candy was this over here? How did it become tame on the outside and not tame on the inside we're talking about a keli that became tameh through mashkin the tum'atan the rabbanani so you have a tum'at of the, uh, the rabbis if you remember we said the rabbis instituted a tum'at of mashkin that came a tameh keli even though we said earlier that the tameh keli a keli can only become tameh from an avatumah uh, and mashkin the only avatumah of mashkin is what? the rock of a Zav, and or they made a glime. But the rabbis said that what? All mashkin will have the ability, I mean even a mashkin at Rishon, will have the ability to betame a keli, right? Because we made a gizerah atur okoshel zav. So therefore, how did this keli become tameh? Through mashkin. But what do we, what's the deen of mashkin? Only the back of the keli where it touches becomes Tameh, but the inside will remain Tahor. So that's, that's why the rabbis instituted that. Now why did the rabbis do that? The rabbis had to do that. They didn't want to make the whole keli Tameh. I'm normally one, so Tumat touches a keli, the whole keli becomes Tameh. It's a very strange thing. Where, yeah, only the outside, not the inside. The rabbis needed to make a hekir in order to show everybody that this Tumah is only the Drabanan. So how do they make a hekir so everybody will know it's the Drabanan? They make the outside Tameh and the inside Tahor. When a guy comes and says, oh, the inside outside is the difference, oh, must be this is a Tumah Drabanan. What do you have to know that for? If Tumah would touch such a kid, you have to know that the Tumah is only Tameh now, the Drabanan. So therefore, you're not going to burn it. Because you only burn Tumah, Tameh, Midoraita. So that, 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 that's how you have the case. And that's the way the Braita is understood. Hadran Alach or the Arba'a Asar. Okay, so that that takes care of that Perik. And now we move on, Bezat Hashem, to the second Perik. Okay. And we start the we start the new Mishnah. Okay, we're back to the Yisud of Hametz on Erev Pesach. Any hour that it's still permissible to eat Hametz on Erev Pesach, so you're allowed to also feed 
the hametz to the behemah, to the regular animal, the hayas to the uh, to the wild animals of the field, ul alfot and to the birds, umochel lenochri, and you can still sell it to the goy, umutar behanato. And he's also able to derive Hana'a. But once the time of Hametz, Pesach meaning Hametz becomes Asur to eat, Asur Hana'ato. So at that point also it's forbidden to derive pleasure from it. Nor would you be allowed to uh, burn the Hametz in an oven. Which means in order to fuel your oven, since the Hametz becomes Asur Hana'a, so you cannot use it as a fuel because that's benefiting from the hametz. Rabbi Yehuda Omer and biur hametz ila serifa. Another law. Rabbi Yehuda says the only way to get rid of the hametz is by burning it. No, you can crumble up the hametz into pieces and sprinkle it into the wind, or matilayam, or you can even throw it into the ocean. So Rabbi Yehuda is more strict. He says the only way to get rid of hametz is biur hachamim. Give you other options. Uh, Rashi. Uh, isn't that obvious? Uh, well, if you could eat the hametz, so of course I can feed it to my animals. So that she says, Really, we, the Mishnah is being said for its implication. We want to make a diuk and say that at the time that you can eat, it's also going to be forbidden to give to your animals. The Gemara is going to say that that is some sort of a chidush, as we'll get to the Gemara. Do not use it to fuel your oven. Uh, the Gemara is going to ask over here, isn't that obvious? If you just told me you cannot have hana'ah, obviously I cannot use it to fuel my oven. Okay, so now the Gemara begins. Gemara said, the Mishnah said that the hour that you can still eat, you're allowed to feed the hametz to the animals. So the Gemara makes a diuk. Implying that once the hametz is forbidden to eat, so you're allowed to feed the animals. So the Gemara says, Must be our Mishnah is not following Rabbi Yehuda. Why? If you remember, we learned that uh, Rabbi Yehuda, his opinion on Eid Pesah is, well, in the fourth hour you can eat hametz. In the fifth hour, you suspend it's pending. You cannot eat hametz, but he allows you to feed it to the animals. Oh, so therefore, this mishnah cannot be like Rabbi Yehuda. Because the fifth hour, it's asur to eat, but it's permissible to feed to the animals. Because we had a Mishnah. Rabbi Meir said, no, you can eat the whole fourth hour, you can eat the whole fifth hour as well. This Meir, the Isur starts in the sixth hour. Right, that's no, you can eat the whole fourth hour. The fifth hour, it's pending, you cannot do anything with it. The right, and you burn it in the beginning of the sixth hour. So everybody agrees you burn it in the beginning of the sixth hour. The question is, what's the status of the fifth hour? The Bimir says, what the fifth hour? Mutar, everything's mutar. Sixth hour becomes asur. The Bimir says, no, the fifth hour pending. And uh, you, you don't eat, but you can feed the animals. So that obviously cannot be our Mishnah. So who's the author then? The Gemara says, Ve'el amai, Rabbi Meiri. Also you'll tell me, maybe the author is Rabbi Meir. The Gemara says, Hai kol sha'a shemutar le'echol ma'achil. Kol sha'a she'ochel ma'achil mev'ele. If the Mishnah just meant to tell me that as long as you can eat, you can feed to your animals, the Mishnah's language should have been Kol she'ochel ma'achil. But the Mishnah didn't say that. The Mishnah is an extra word. It says Kol she'mutar le'echol ma'achil le'behemah. It sounds like from that word we're talking about two different people. That so long as I'm going to say arbitrarily so long as A is able to eat even though B is not allowed to eat but B can feed it to his animals. That's what it sounds like from the Lashon of the Mishnah. So long as Mr. A is still able to eat. Um, who's Mr. B, who is asur to eat at that time, can feed to his animals. So it sounds like from our Mishnah we're talking about two different people. Now, the Bimi, and we'll see how that's possible. 
We had this already earlier in the Gemara. But according to the Bimeir, no, any time it's permissible to eat, for you to eat, it's permissible to feed the animals. Who's this new opinion over there saying that so long as one guy can eat, somebody else that can't can feed his animals? So the Gemara says, Amar Ababar Olam Manitin Laban Gamliel. Oh, we have a new opinion, Laban Gamliel. Detan, Laban Gamliel Omer, Cholin Echalim Kol Arba. Laban Gamliel, if you remember, said, Cholin, regular food, you can eat the whole fourth hour. Teruma Kol Hamish. Oh. Cholin becomes a sur in the Fifth hour, but Tiruma is still permissible. That means a Kohen can eat in the fifth hour, where a Yisrael cannot. Now you understand what the Mishnah is saying. Kol shemutal leechol. Ha Kohen Tiruma mutal Yisrael laachil cholin lebehemto. That's the way we're learning the Mishnah. So it's the fifth hour, according to Rabban. And we're indeed talking about. Two different people, like the Mishnah's Lashonus Mashmakul Sha'ashim Mutar for Kohen. Mutar for Yisrael to feed the animals. The Sofim Mitzvah Chet Vachi Kamar Kol Shaas Mutar Leichol Kohen B'Truma. So long as the Kohen can eat the Truma, Yisrael Ma'achil Cholin LeBehema Bechaya VeLaofot. Very good. So again, somebody would ask you, who's the author of this Mishnah called Sha'a? The Ban Gamliel. Comes the Gemara and says, "Lamali lemitna behema, lamali lemitna haya." Okay, technical question now. The Mishnah says you can feed it to your uh, behema, right? That's would be let's say domesticated animal and the haya, and to the non-domesticated. What do you have to say both for? But you can feed it to the animals. What's, what, what, what's the Mishnah being so particular? But I says slicha. You need both cases. Diitana behema. If it just would have said behema, the e mishayra. If the behema would leave over, meaning you're gonna feed him the hamet, right? Let's say the behema doesn't uh, eat the entire portion that you give to him. Hazela. So you're going to see it, which means an animal the behema doesn't hide. Whatever it eats, it eats. Whatever it doesn't eat, it's there. So the would tell for sure you can feed it to a behema because what are you worried about? Give it to the behemoth. Whatever he eats, he ate it. Whatever he doesn't eat, you'll take it and you'll go burn it. You'll get rid of it. However, what happens is if the hayat doesn't finish its portion, what does it do? It hides it. So, I might think maybe don't give it to a hayat. Because now you're going to put yourself into a predicament. And it comes to give it on. No, you can even give it to the hayat. Hey, what about the, but you raised a good point. Maybe it's going to eat it, and you're not going to see anything left over. Now you have chametz somewhere in the house. So that she says, look at the she dibura matchil behema. Im shayda hazele she ender kalatzni aval chaya kegon chulda. I give an example like a weasel, then a mayaz like a mole, the hatul or a cat darkan latzniya. It is the way uh, to be. Uh, that what? We're not concerned. We're not concerned about it. Therefore, you can even give it to the Haya. Good. The Eatana Haya. Let's go the other way. If I just would have said Haya. Mishum the Emishaira Miat Matsnea. I go the other way. I'll tell you, you know why Haya is okay? Because whatever it eats, whatever it doesn't eat, it's gone. It's, it's going to hide it somewhere in the house. Yeah, so what's so, what's so good about that? So that she says, "Ve'itana haya hava amina he adifa mishum deim mishayram matznea ve'lo abar ala bebali ra'e." Once he hides it, you're not over a bali ra'e. Now, 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 what does that mean? You bottom line, you do have hametz in your house, so it's true you don't see it. But if you have hametz, how does that work? You tell me that to be over bali ra'e. You don't have to see the hametz, but you, you can know that there's hametz in your house as long as you don't see it. You're not over it. What is exactly uh, that she mean to say over here? So there's uh, different explanations to explain over here. The Maharshal says to explain that she. Shelak kanchu safekin yesh hametz. In this case, it's not for sure that there's hametz. You, you gave the hametz of any person to the hayah. You come back, there's nothing, there's no Muhammad. You don't know if he ate it, or maybe he was Matsliyah. You don't know, it, 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 it's a safik. 
So the Maharshal says, Shera kan chu safek im yesh hametz, enu avel la baba yireh, kishen yadu alosh yesh hametz bebeto. Because he doesn't know if there's hametz in his house at all. And he doesn't know what happened over here with this haya. There's no bal yireh. Aval stam hametz yesh lo baba yid. Venu yudeh hekan munach, vadai avelat bal yireh. The guy knows he has hametz in his house. But you ask him, where's the Hametz? I don't, I don't know where. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, that's Balire. Only in this case, where you don't even know if you have Hametz in your house. You only, maybe this Chaya came. Since you don't see it, it's not visible. You're not aware on Balire. That's the way they're learning Shittat Rashi. However, continue. Aval Behema, Zimnin de Meshaira, Velo Masika Darteh, but an animal, what happens, we said He is going to leave over right, so If he leaves over, what's the problem? That she says The guy might forget To make bitul over here Because now that you have the hametz left over This hametz over here, it's, it's, it's yours You got to get rid of it We're worried what's going to happen Since it's in front of him now You can't rely on this deen of what? You're going to be over by your body, that's it. So you have two options. You're going to get rid of it. Or can make bitul. So then when she says we're concerned that the guy might be negligent and not make bitul, if he's going to over it on, therefore I might think that you could not feed it to your beema. Kamash ma'alan. We don't hashesh to that. You could even give it to your beema as well. Comes again what says. Comes again what says. I might think, no, that's what I have to say. Or fought Lamali. So we have to say birds. Or whatever, chickens. Gemara says, I did the Tana Behemah, the Hayah, Tani Nami, or fought. So the Gemara says, you're right. Then uh, once away we talk to Hayah and Behemah. Uh, Normally, whenever you quote those two things, you also throw in or fought. But you don't need or fought. Or fought was just thrown in as, a, uh, as an air on. Now. The Rishonim over here ask a very uh, important question. Bottom line, the Mishnah is allowing me to feed the Hametz to the Behemah and the Hayah when it's still mutar, meaning Sha'ah uh, where it's still permissible. It's in the fifth hour. So the Rishonim asks like this Tema. Let's take the Hayah. He eats, he leaves over. What does he do with the uh, Hametz? He hides it. Right? So we're allowing you to put yourself in that situation where it's possible the Hayah is going to hide the Hametz. So the Rishonim asked us forth. Didn't we say, what do you do with the leftover Hametz from your Bidika? Hide it. Put it in a safe place. Why? Because we're worried that a Hulda might come and take the Hametz and hide it somewhere in the house. All the Muslims now we're giving it to them so they can go put it in the house. How could you tell me over here that we can actually feed it to the Hulda? So comes the Rishonim uh, come along and say the following. So the Tosfot Chans gives an interesting answer. He says like this. Uh, that's uh, actually the Duran. Uh, Which means it's talking about where you're feeding the animal, you're standing there, watching them, making sure that they eat it. You cannot take your eyes off this animal. And after you finish, you got to go burn the leftover. Just telling you, you can feed it to the animals. But what? You better be watching and standing over those animals the whole time. You have to be careful they don't go and hide it. If it just would have said I would have said it's okay. But maybe we'll be concerned that you might take your eyes off of it for a second. And now you're not going to see where the Hamid is. The Hamid is going to be somewhere uh, in the house. Then you're going to have a... Problems. So that was the gizera that you might have thought. But for sure, you can't just throw it to the animal and leave it. You have to monitor it so it doesn't take it to Kataila around the house. And anyway, the Gemara goes further. Gemara says, 
you're allowed to sell the hametz to a goy. Right? At the time when the hametz is permissible, let's say the fifth hour, you can sell it to a goy. Because of pshita, well, of course, well, why not? To exclude the following opinion. A person is not allowed to sell his hametz to a goy. But Shema has an opinion. You cannot, before Pesach, sell your goods to a goy. Unless you know that the goy will finish it all up before Pesach. But you send them a big quantity of hametz. What are we worried about, according to Bet Shemai? We're worried about the Barit Ayin issue. That people are going to see the goy eating this hametz. They'll say, oh, this, this hametz, hey, the Jew must have sold it to him on the holiday. And therefore he made an isur. He still sees him eating the hametz. So Bet Shemai says, the guy's got to consume it before Pesach. Otherwise, no sale. Betelel says, nah, as long as you can eat, you're allowed to sell. The Biudah in Betelel Omer, the Biudah in Betelel comes along and says, Kutah, Kutah is like a type of uh, yogurt, where they used to put bread in the yogurt. That was part of the ingredients. It's called Kutah. What is Kutah? It's a dip. It's a condiment. You don't eat it in one shot, you eat it slowly. So it says, Kutah, Bechol Mine Kutah, all types of Kutah, Asud Lemkos Shiloshim Yom Kodem La Pesach. So that she comes along and says, Shiloshim Yom Desvira Leke Bet Shamai. Meaning, in this case, even Betelel will agree to Bet Shamai. Why? Vezeenu Nechal Maher. They don't eat it quickly. That she says, Sheenu Chlimoto Ela Matbidimo. Vahari Shiloshim Yom. Meaning, when does the laws of Pesach kick in? 30 days before. That's already when the Hayyuf of Bi'ur comes. Now, why would Kutah be different than uh, any other item? Which is regular Hametz. But Hillel says, sell it to the Goy. I'm not worried about uh, what, 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 what's going to happen to the Goy. Uh, I'm not worried about the Marit Ayin. But when it comes to this case over here, even Betelel says, no, no, no. Kutah, once comes 30 days, you cannot sell it to a goy. What would be the uh, difference? So the Tosfot says over here, that what? Because Shem Be'alav Alav. For some reason, Kutah, everybody knows whose Kutah is. Who owns it? And Kutah, it seems, was like a... Uh, everybody had a personal you know, recipe. or you know, For some reason, the Kutah... It's like, uh, it's known, this is Mr. So-and-so's. As opposed to regular food, uh, who knows who's, who's what. So Betelel says, on a food that people know who it belongs to, even in such a case, Betelel's going to say, unless it's before uh, 30 days, you cannot say. Now, what's the logic before 30 days? Before 30 days, the laws of Pesach didn't kick in yet. Well, you're going to tell me now why? You cannot sell Hamas to a boy all year round? Because it's got to be a cutoff point, exactly. That means, what is the cutoff point? When the laws of Bi'ud begin. 30 days. Before 30 days, sell what you want. But Kutah Betelel will agree. At least that's the way that she learns. Comes the Gemara and continues. Umutar So what do we say? During the fifth hour, you could benefit from the Hametz. So the Gemara says, Peshita. Of course. What do you mean? If I could, if I could eat Hametz, so certainly I'd be able to have Hana'a. I mean, have derived uh, pleasure. So Gemara says, Lot Serikha Shecharcho Kodem Zemano. We're talking about when you singed the Hametz, Kodem Zemano, meaning before Sha'at Isur, meaning the fifth hour, let's say, you singed it, you burnt it. Now already it's the sixth hour, the Hametz is technically Asur. The Kamashmalan Kedirabah. Which means, if a person singed it before the time, in the time of Heter, it will be permissible to benefit from it after the Sha'at uh, Isud. Now what do you mean you singed it over here? How much did you singe it? So if you look at the Tosafot, Tosafot says, Meaning how much did you have to burn it? It's got to be where, certainly it's not fit for human consumption. But it's even got to be fit not for dogs. And what's the Hadush of the Gemara? The Hadush of the Gemara, Tosfot says is, okay. Otherwise it's going to be uh, a switch. The Hadush of the Gemara is, so long as you were poselet before the time, 
you can have Hana'ah after the time. Mashma, let's say you waited to the sixth hour, and now in the sixth hour you burnt it until it wasn't Oifachinat Kelev, too late. Those uh, ashes or whatever you have over there, that burnt, no Hana'ah. You have to just dispose of it without benefiting. So there's a Hanush over here. Mutar Bahana'ah when? In a case where you made it non edible in Sha'at Heter, you can use it. And I benefit from it in Sha'at Isur. But if that happened in Sha'at Isur, then already it is too late. That's the Hadush of Rabbah. So that's the Hadush of the Mishnah. So again, when you're reading the Mishnah, it says, specifically in this case, where you burnt it before, it's not the Oif Adam, right? It'll be permissible, however, to benefit for it in the sixth hour where it became Isur. Huh? Yeah, whatever it is. It's a Sudra Banana. It's a sixth hour. It's a, uh... What about seventh hour? Seventh hour? That's a question. That's a question. For sure on the sixth. For sure on the sixth. For sure on the sixth. Um, you want to know after? The now the Chaurah, once you tell me it's Batel, it, it, it shouldn't be a Chiluk. The Chaurah, it shouldn't be a Chiluk. But for sure in the 6th, Rabbi is telling you, you have no power. Kavzikimurai continues. Next case. Avar zimano asur bahana'ato. Okay. Once the time passed, meaning it's the 6th hour already, asur to have hana'a. Now Rashi takes out this word pshita. Because it's not pshita. Why is it not pshita? That's a isur already. Once it's Sha'at Isur, can I have Hana'ah? So that she says, yeah, by the way, there's an opinion that says you can have Hana'ah all seven days of Pesach. I mean, Hamid is only Isur, Nakhira. But Hana'ah, I can even have all seven. So it's not Pshita at all. What do you mean? What's Pshita? So some people don't say you can even have Hana'ah all seven. But what's the point? What is the Mishnah coming to teach us? So the Gemara says, Lot Sericha, the Sha'at, the Rabbanan. The Hadush is, we're talking about, it's a Sutta of Hana'ah. Even in the rabbinical hours, meaning even in the sixth hour. Well, what's the hadush? Like, like a case we learned. Amar of A guy let's say wants to get married, so he takes a peruta's worth of no, not of hametz, but of uh, of hita. Okay, afilu kordanita. Okay, was kordanita. We learned those were the special uh, wheat that grew on har ararat. What was the thing about them? They're hard. Okay? And what happened? Some water fell on them. So I agree with you. The water now caused the Nishaitim uh, to become Hametz and Hoshashim the Kedushin. It's not a Kedushin. Why? Because bottom line, I'm not allowed to have Hana'ah from this Hametz. Right? So therefore, I cannot make a Kedushin. So the Hadush is that Hametz, even Bish'at Isur Drabbanan, is a Surbanan, therefore I was Mekadesh, a lady with it, it's not a Kedushin. Now I want, I want you to recognize how big of a Hadush this is. Minat Torah, is this lady Mekadesh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Minat Torah, Hametz is not a Sur. And therefore technically, if she goes now and gets married to somebody else, that would be considered Minat Torah, Eshet Ish. But the Hachamim are coming along and telling you, over here, once already we tell you that according to rabbinic law, this is <coughs> asur. Therefore, the surbana kedushin is not hal, and therefore she can go marry now somebody else, and there's no isur of uh, of niuf. So aveshet ish. So why does the rabbis have such a power? Because we have a principle: kol mikadesh, adatad rabbanan mikadesh. When we go marry, we say kedat moshevi yisrael. When you get married, you're getting married according to the dat of the hachamim. Meaning, they have a power now to uproot a Kiddushin. Now, in this case, they didn't uproot the Kiddushin. They just said that this Hametz is, is worthless. This Hametz over here is, is a Surah Na'ah. And they have, they have a power when it comes to money. The rabbis can make Hefker Bedin Hefker. They can come along and say, this money over here is onerous. They can seize it. They can take it. That's a rabbinical power. So they went after the money over here. Once the money is considered... No good. Automatically, the kedushin is going to be invalid. So therefore, that's a big kedush. So when it says asur behana'ah, it means even in the sixth hour, it's only asur midrabanan. One cannot derive pleasure. Enough kamina. Somebody makes a kedushin. I was going to continue. 
You cannot use it to fuel your oven. So Yaman mm-hmm. says, what do you mean? Pshita? <laughs> of course not. How can, if it's a subhana, how can you use it as a fuel? Lo tzirika ela rabi yuda. The amar in biur hametz ela serefa. Right, we learned in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yudah, the only way to burn the Hametz is how? Burning. Since he says, the only way to do it is burning it, I'd say, you know what? I listen, uh, as I'm uh, burning it, burn it, burn it in the oven, so maybe you can have Hana'ah. Even according to Rabbi Yudah, that says the only way to burn it is to burn it. You cannot have hanaah at the time of the burning. Now again, uh, Tosfot does point out because according to the Yehuda, after you burn it, let's say now you have ashes. These ashes are mutar bahanaa according to the Yehuda. So since the ashes are mutar bahanaa, so I might have thought I was burning. Uh, can I use the ashes now? Yeah, so that's what my mom would say. At the time of the burning itself, you can be there. No, no, no. Until it turns into ashes, there is no hana. Therefore, you would not be able to use it uh, as a uh, as a fana. Amar Haskiyah. Okay, Haskiyah comes along and says, Minayin lachametz bepesach shasur bahana'ah. That's a good point. Uh, we, we were assuming that this is a uh, uh, granted, but how do you know that hametz on pesach is indeed asur? So the Gemara says, "Shneimar lo yachel chametz." That doesn't say lo yochal chametz. It says lo yachel. You cannot eat, and the yachel comes along is you should not derive any pleasure of achila. How would you derive pleasure of achila? Which means, let's say you would take the chametz and sell it. Now you sold the chametz for a dollar. What do most people do with their money? They buy food. And therefore, you should not eat it, nor you should der- not derive any pleasure of akhila from hametz. How? By selling it and taking the proceeds and buying food. So the Gemara says, Lo yehebo heter akhila. You should not have any heter of akhila through this hametz. Not eating it directly, that's obvious. But not even yeachel. Through selling it and taking money and buying food itself. Now, the food you bought was kosher best of a food. But the point is, you bought it from proceeds that came from hametz. So you're eating your hametz, meaning you're eating food that came from hanah of the hametz. Okay, that's, that's the fact, lo yachil. So the Gemara says, rahmana lo yachil hametz. It's from the X from that language, yachil. Ha, lo katav lo yachil. If I just want to say, lo yachil. Hava amina isur achila mashma isur ani aha no mashma. So it's the yachel that's doing it for me. If you didn't want to say no yochal, don't eat. Hana mutar. But now that it's changed, the lashon it's a no yachel. I learn both items. Good. Mas ufliga the rabbu. This is uh, arguing on the rabbu. The amar rabbu kol makom shene emar lo yochal lo tochal lo tochelu. Any type of those terminologies. When it says it in the Torah, Echad Isur Akhila, Echad Isur Hana'ah. It's including both. Lo Yokal always means Isur Mamash, eating it, or Isur Hana'ah. Obviously, that's arguing what we just said. Because we're saying only because it said, Yachel. According to this rabbi, who is it? Uh, Rabbi Abu, you don't got to go that far. The Lo Yokal does it for me. So he was, Achi Paretecha Katuf. Unless the Torah comes along and specifies otherwise, then I assume Lo Yochal is coming to Osir, everything. Just like it gave you an exclusion in the case of a Nebila. What's a Nebila? An animal that was not slaughtered properly. Right? You're not allowed to eat a Nebila. What do you do with it? Give it to the Ger. Ger over here doesn't mean a convert. Ger means a goy. He's a Ger Toshav. That's a guy that's living in Eretz Israel. He's a goy, but he accepts upon himself the seven mitzvot. Now, a, a Ger Toshav is not obligated in the laws of Kashrut. So the Torah says, Ger Ashir Bishalikatanena, And let him eat it. Or, Machor Benukhri. Or for that matter, you can sell it to a goy. So obviously, clearly, it's telling you you're allowed to have Hana'a. Well, the Torah is 
from a superficial look, it sounds like it's only telling you the ger toshav, you're able to give it to him as a gift, where the goy, you're able to sell it. Smash, that's the only way. Leger b'mechira minayin. How do you know they can even sell it to a ger toshav? So Talmud Lomar. So read the pasuk like this: Lager asher b'sharecha titenena omachor. Put a comma after omachor, meaning to the ger, either give it to him or sell. Okay, so we know the ger you can do both ways. Now, other way: the nochri b'netiraminayin. How do you know the nochri? You can also give it to him as a gift. Read it like this: Tamud Omar titenena veachala omachor lenochri. Meaning, start start reading from the word v'tetena. Give it to him, or sell it to him. To who? To the nukhri. So basically, according to this opinion, you can do whatever you want with it. You can either sell it or give it to the ger. You can either sell it or give it to the nukhri. Nimset Omer comes out, Ehad ger, ve'ehad nukhri. Ben b'mechira, ben b'netina. Tavrei Rabbi Meir. That's the way Rabbi Meir learns the pasuk. So it's mutar to have a hana'ah from a nevela. So that's what I'm doing. I'm selling it today to the goy or the kertoshav. Hi, it says not ochilu. Hi, we're giving you, you know, a uh, an exception. Normally, not ochilu would tell me what hana'ah as well. <coughs> no, we'll tell you this is different. Now, Rabbi Yudah Omer, devarim kichtavan. Rabbi Yudah comes no, no, no. Don't play games of reading the pasuk over here to include... Mechiratu ager and netiratu a goy. Read it like the pasuk says. Devarim kichtavan, as it's written. Lager benetina v'denachri bemechira. My tamad Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? Is al kadatach kede amar Rabbi Meir. If you held like the Bibi that says it's coming to tell you both. That a goy and a ger, you, you could sell it to them and you could give it to them both equally. Lichtov rachmana lager asher b'sharecha titenena v'achala umachor. Umachor. Umachor is and you can sell it. Or lamali. What is or coming to me? Or is coming to split. Shma'mina. Lidvarim Kichtavam Rabbi Yudak comes along and says If you're coming to tell me both items are permissible For example by a ger Let the pasuk say Give it to Tenena Give it to him Umachor And sell it That means you can do two things The O is a giveaway The O comes a separate case You can either give it to the ger toshav Or New case, sell it to a goy. Therefore, Rabbi Yudal learns a, a literal interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir comes along and says, no. Oh, you know what does? Lehagdim netinad deger lemechirad nukhri. It's just giving you order, order of, of, of priority. First, first option, give it to the ger toshav. Second option, you can also sell it to the ger toshav as well. But the oil is coming to tell you, in, deal with the ger first. Then, if you don't can't deal with the ger toshav, then you can deal with the nochri. Now, uh, why is that so? Okay, we will see. Gemara says, nochri you tell me you have to deal with the ger toshav first. That's obvious. Why? Kevan de ger atam mitzave la hayoto. Venokri i atam mitzave la hayoto. Lot sarichra sevarahu. We have a general rule. A ger toshav is a goy that accepts upon himself the seven mitzvot. You have to leave him in Israel. You're not allowed to destroy those type of goyim. So normally when you go into Israel, you have to destroy all the nations of the world. But if a goy goes to a bedin and accepts upon himself seven mitzvot, not only do you have to keep him alive, but you have to support him. So, and what does a nochri mean? Stop guys. So, do I need a, a, a pasuk to come and tell me that I got this nevelah over here? Who should I give it to first? Should I give it to a ger 
which I give it to a nochri. So the Bimir says, yeah, the O is coming to tell you, give it to the Ger first, before the nochri. The Bimir says, come on. It's obvious from Sivara that we have an obligation to give uh, sustenance to Gerim before Nukhrim. So the O is not coming to tell me uh, the priority. And the O is coming to split the cases. That what? Only to a Ger you're able to give it to. And only to a Nukhri you're allowed to sell it to. So that's the way the Biyuda learns. Let's just read one more Rashi. We're done. Sivarahi. Rashi. <coughs> Uh, first of all, the, 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 the Rashi before that. Ger atam hayoto. Where we see an obligation to give life to the Ger. Dikhtib. Ger v'toshav v'he emach. Means he lives with you. Sevarai. M'sevarai anu yudayim shenetina la Ger. Kodemet. Dikhayut ha Ger mitzvah. Ava mechira l'nukhri ma mitzvah ika. Where's there a mitzvah to sell it to a goy? V'tztarik kira l'chalek v'leesov v'nitem b'matana l'nukhri. Which is, and the uh, Torah is coming to give me a Hiluk. Uh, and what is the Pasuk coming to tell me? When the Pasuk says, and I quote, And it's coming to tell me the opposite would be Asur.